It's so cold in the deep. This is Mish. Welcome to Millennial Love. Somebody didn't let the hawk out. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's cold. It's a heck in Dallas right Did now. You, where does that come from? I mean, I got it from Martin on that episode oh. with her mama, with his mama bird. Oh yeah. And Gina had hit the window. He was like, "Gina, you gonna let the hawk in? You gonna let the hawk in?" Listen, I'm telling you, the hawk is out. Most of your references are from Martin, though. Because it's my favorite and show, and I you never get them. I'm not, I don't be known. Only thing I know is bro man from the fifth floor. That's all I know. Fingers. That's all I know. I know all of it, but uh, what we all know right now is that it's super cold. It's cold. So it's cold, but I, I love can't. it though. I don't Do know you really how to dress for yeah. it. What layer on top of layer, layer on top of layer? Yeah, but for, but for work, like. For me, for business cash, like you know, I, mean, I don't, but, I don't know. All I do is put tights on every, put tights on with everything. I mean, buildings have like you know, the air is normal, so you just need a like, you can wear regular clothes, but with a coat and a scarf and maybe a hat, right? And then you just take all that off whenever you get to work in the building. Getting yeah. from the car to the building, I need some, some, some. that ain't just just regular well for those listeners that are in the east coast and up north because we have some listeners from there yeah we We get some detroit i know new york new york y'all tell us how to dress because listen that's where it's really cold at well i can tell you that because i just left montreal did you <laughs> so how about you ask me how was my week so i, can say I, I just want to ask you how you are okay We're- i'm doing well <laughs> i had a great time in montreal i, by I way. know how to dress because i just left montreal, montreal. <laughs> hey. they see pictures they say goals bitch i'm who, who they, they trying, trying to be, be. You know, i'm just saying speaking of cardi no we can talk about that later i just got excited <laughs> sorry well, I mean, so Justin, Mish, do you want to tell us how no, Montreal no. is? Go I on mean, and tell no, us. No, Montreal was great. It was freezing, and I had a good time. Tell so us about Dining you? in the Dark. <gasps> dining in the Dark was amazing. We just pretty much uh, dined literally in the dark. It was pitch black. Um, pitch black? It was like complete darkness. So where, how you like grab hold of the food? Like so how you know where it's at? The, um, the servers were visually impaired. Which was pretty cool. So that's really cool. They were like completely fine, and I mean, y'all, when I tell you, like, we walked through uh, a um, foyer, foyer, foyer. Yeah, foyer. And to get to the room, that's how dark it was. So like, it was absolutely no light, and we had to pretty much just like hold each other's shoulders um, while we got to our tables, and we really had to listen 
Oh. Um, and we we ate in the dark, drank in the dark, had conversations. It was weird. It was it was really weird, but it really gave us the opportunity to see how it felt to, you know, I guess be blind. Be, be blind and eat. It was definitely weird. It was just weird. That's you, a nice experience. It was definitely an experience. I can't really explain it, but it was definitely an experience. Do you yeah. think the food tasted better because you couldn't Actually, see the it? food tastes worse because I couldn't see it. It, it. it felt as if it all tasted the same. Like, I got full faster. I was, like, tired of eating. But I knew that had I... <laughs> Had I like had I was, had I been able to like look at the food because I had really good food. I, had, I mean, I had steak. I mean, I had potatoes with like these roasted carrots, and then I had like this um, croquette as an appetizer. But I guess because I couldn't visually see it, I was like, I, once I got the taste, I was like done with it. Mm. Um, the good part about it is that they chopped up the food for us, so it wasn't like it was extremely difficult. But I remember at some point I just wanted potatoes, and for some odd reason, I just could not get my fork to pick up the potatoes. <laughs> Like, I would have just grabbed, like, grabbed Well, they the have plate. some people who are eating with their hands, and I'm like, I just can't do that. Like, I'm just going to chill on it. Couldn't nobody see you, though. But it's... <laughs> I know. I yeah, know. it's just that I don't even eat chicken wings with all my fingers. I only eat chicken wings with, like, the thumb and the index. That's it. Oh. So I can't... I don't like eating with my hands. So it was, for the most part, Montreal was great. Dining in the dark was an experience. I don't have to do it again, but, you know, if I have to, I will. But it was cool. I would definitely recommend, if y'all are out in Montreal, to go visit... The restaurant Onoir. If you just so happen to be I mean, in just so happen to be in Montreal. <laughs> you just, you know, I mean, it's end right up in. there <laughs> on a whim. So, Shell, how are you? I'm doing great. Cara. <laughs> oh, so you just tell us. That was the plan. Tell us how you're doing. <laughs> well, I'm sure if you follow me on social. This is so corny. Um, I am officially engaged. Yay. Young Ben Jammin popped the question, and I don't remember whether I physically said yes, but my heart said yes. <laughs> Girl, my heart says yes. <laughs> you said yes 17 years ago before yeah, right. you even knew that it was going to happen. Right. Right. 17 years ago is right. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it was an amazing, I'll, I'll just tell the story because. Yeah, tell us all about it. I want to hear how it went. So I didn't see Ben all day because the night before I had, remember I told you I was throwing my best friend Claudine a birthday party. So we threw her a house party at an Airbnb, which is actually the bomb.com. We actually might need to like stay there for some, if we go to Atlanta, it's perfect. It got like four rooms. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. So. I stayed the night there with my sister, and my sister told me that she was coming in town because my dad wanted to spend Christmas with her. So I fully believed it because your you dad know, lives in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, okay. In Douglasville. So um, the night before, I stay the night, and then I get up, and I, um, me and my sister were gonna get, go get my nails done <clears throat> because she was like, I have this ratchet place, and they can like fix. Because I had. I had got my nails done and I told the guy I wanted almond shape and he gave me like them little claws and I didn't <laughs> want the claws. You know the claws that be like coming to a point? Oh, like they're really, really pointy. Well, they the weren't end. They weren't like stab you pointy, but they were like in between stab you and almond and I just wanted <laughs> almond. So I was like, I really want regular almond because that's like my shape where it was anyway. I t I, my mama made me get rid of it because she said it was ratchet. But anyway, um... Okay. <laughs> 
So my sister was like, well, let's go get our nails done. But then I was supposed to also record with Visha for the podcast, for Elbow Grease podcast. So And, and Visha lived really close to the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll just go get my nails done and then meet Visha. And then I'll have Ben come and get me. And then I'll get ready to go out because I knew the date was at night. Well, I ended up having all my stuff with me because Ben dropped me, like Ben came with me to the Airbnb so I had pretty much everything I was already going to wear with me. Mm-hmm. So once I got to Visha's, it took us a while to record because we were ended up talking and then like doing a photo shoot. I mean, we just did all kinds of Right. Stuff. I FaceTimed you that day yeah. doing the photo shoot. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. like we were like, I did a whole photo shoot for her and everything. I have to show you some of the pics on her iPhone because she has the 10, which is the bomb. Yeah. So um, it was like we didn't get done until like 4.30 and the date was at 6.30 and I was like well I don't want and Ben lives in Villa Rica so for people that live in Atlanta it's probably about 45 minutes from downtown Atlanta so I was like ain't no point of you driving all the way here going all the way back to Villa Rica and then coming all the way back to get me so I was like just come get me for the date so I didn't right. see him all day which was perf mm-hmm. so when I saw him he was looking so good so he came and got me and he had his haircut he had his haircut and I had already seen the haircut but I didn't see the haircut with the outfit Mm -hmm. then we inadvertently matched so it was even more perp because I had on like a like a berry colored dress Mm -hmm. and he wore like a berry colored shirt with like polka dots it's one of my fave shirts he wears so I was like babe we're matching he hates matching (laughs) but he he it wasn't intentional so we get we're we're headed there. He's being really sweet and like holding my hand and stuff. Um, so we have to walk really far because we went to the Botanical Gardens of Atlanta and they have like the parking um, deck was full. So we had to like park hella far down the street. And I had on some boots mm-hmm. that they were low, but like they were new. And so I was like, oh, my feet about to be dead. And my pinky toe started hurting immediately. I was about to say the tip of them, probably. The pinky was like on the edge, but I was like pushed through because, you know, he was going to get mad at me if I complained about my feet. So this is a long story, y'all. Sorry. Okay. So we park. We walking in. He's being sweet. As soon as we walk in, he's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay. So he goes to the bathroom. I'm chilling. I'm just looking around, whatever. And he's like, when he goes to the bathroom, he's like, look on the map and, and like, figure out where we're going to go first. I was like, cool. So, first we went to um, the, they have, like, model trains. So, we're mm-hmm. looking at the model trains and, like, they're really cute. I mean, that's not, like, really my thing, but it's like, you know, when you go somewhere like that, like, you just got to look at everything. So, we went up there and looked at it. Oh, it's cute. So, we're staying, right. <laughs> so, I'm standing there and literally, y'all, a white man comes up walks right in front of me and stands directly in front of me <laughs> like like directly in front of me so then i get mad <laughs> and Why i'm like i'm like really <laughs> so like ben like grabs me and pulls me off he's like you can't do that i'm like what he stood in for he's like babe don't chill about it. so then we leave the model trains and we go to this other little part that's like there's supposed to be this thing called a kissing arch so like where there's like a small pad to the kissing arch. So we go to the kissing arch and like there's this family and they're just standing there. And like we can't get around them because the path is like super narrow. So I'm like <laughs> looking like, okay. <laughs> and so then like I was like, so, and Ben was like, Cara, you gotta chill. So I was like, okay. So then we finally get away from them. And he literally had to like sit me down and be like, you are being too much. Like, 
you know it's a holiday, like, you got to get it together because you are getting really annoyed and, like, you're just going to continue to get annoyed because people are going to do this. Like, it's a crowded park. Like, you need to chill. Like, he basically, like, had to cuss me out Mm -hmm. a little bit. So I was like, okay, fine. So then we were walking around. We get hot chocolate. And I'm like, I'm kind of a little tired. So then I'm like, let's sit down for a little bit. So we sit down. And it's really cold, actually. It, like, gets exponentially colder as the night goes on. So it's probably, like, 730. And we sit down and... We start talking about my dad and like, because my dad and I had scheduled um, to talk on Christmas Eve. So I was like Mm. a little bit nervous. This was the day before Christmas Eve, so the 23rd. So I was a little bit nervous about it and being like facilitated it. So I was just like talking to him about it and like what I was going to say and what I wanted to accomplish and blah, 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 blah. So we sat there and talked about it. And then we, um, then he was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I don't really pee that much. So then I started (laughs) being like, what is the deal? So he went to go pee again, and then uh, we go through this rainforest part, and I was mad because my hair got a little bit, like, because it was, like, misty. And so I have a little bit of leave out out, and I was like, my hair is about to be dead, and I'm mad. And he's like, don't worry about it, it's fine. But then, in fact, it was dead, and I was mad. (laughs) So um, we go to, um, there's, like, this indoor part where there's, like, this really big poinsettia tree. And there was a lady, like an older white lady, like taking everybody's pictures. So like you would go up there, she would give her your phone, she'd take the picture. Well, we go up there and I'm like, hey, I want it on portrait mode. Like, and you got to be careful with, okay. And like grabs the phone real fast. And then I kind of got mad, but I was like, let me chill because she obviously knows what she's doing because she's taking the pictures, right? (laughs) So I'm posing, you know, she does, she literally like looks at the phone and taps it twice and then puts the phone. And I'm like... Um, no, we gonna need another. We gonna need another one. Well, we have other people in line, ma'am. It's you volunteer to take the pictures. <laughs> I didn't ask you to take the pictures. You so then Ben had to pull me to the side again and be like, babe, stop. Let's just take some on the side. Let's just get some. I'm like, fine. So then we get this other. So this black couple, not a black couple. It's like two black women and, and like a little girl. Uh, walk up and they're like y'all are just such a cute couple after I'm like cussing the white lady out and Ben was like can y'all take our picture because I'm sick of her <laughs> so they were like yeah we'll take your picture so they took some pictures so they were good but that picture the lady took was blurry and I'm like really you volunteered for this <laughs> <laughs> so um, we leave there and um, I'm like so there's this portion of of the of the botanical gardens, which is like a ice queen or ice something lady, and it's like the lady from Moana, mm-hmm. but it's like one of the main like attractions, attractions. or whatever. So yeah. like Ben had told me about the lady before, so I had Googled her and I was really excited about seeing her because it was like really pretty. So I was like, I'm ready to go see the lady. And he was like, Well, okay. But he kept like stalling and he was on his phone and I'm like and I was like getting mad at him because I'm like you're not even paying attention. Like, I'm the one that's paying attention. You're not looking at you always be mad when I be on my phone and you're on your phone. <laughs> and he was just like, okay. So he puts his phone up. Then he's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, my oh, God. my God. He's like, my stomach's hurting. I'm like, Ben, you don't never do to in public. But the I'm like, you know what? man had the shits, bro. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Damn. fine. And this is like post um, hot chocolate. So I'm like, okay, it's plausible that his stomach might hurt because it did have milk in it. Okay. So we go to the bathroom and he's like, my stomach hurt. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be here a while. So I start playing Pokemon Go and it's hella Pokemon in there because it's a botanical garden. So I just Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there getting comfortable. Then he comes back really fast and he's like, I'm not going to do it in there. Let's go. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> so we leave out of there and he's like, are you ready to go see the lady? And I'm like, yes. So I'm like really excited. So then we go and he's like, I got to throw my hot chocolate away. I'm like, why? It's so good. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> he's like, I got to find a trash can now. I'm like, oh, I don't. Okay. And he's like, you might as well throw yours away too. And I'm like, but I don't want to throw mine away. Like, it's really good. He was like, Cara, just throw it away. You don't need it. And I'm like, is he calling me fat? Like, what is he saying? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So then I throw the so then I throw the hot chocolate. I drink it most of it really fast and I throw the hot chocolate away. And then we go into this like so to get to the ice lady, there's like this like suspended walkway that has like lights over, like a canopy of lights. I have to show y'all. It's so pretty. So I was like, oh my God, this is gorgeous. So we're like stopping and taking pics, taking selfies, kissing pictures, all of that. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, he was like being lovey dovey all night, and I was like, I'm gonna take advantage of this PDA because he don't ever like PDA. So I was like, I'm going to take all the pigs, whatever. So we get to the lady finally. And so the lady, like, there's two kind of like walkways. So there's like one way where you can go in front of her and then one way you can go to the side. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I go immediately to the side. And I'm like looking at her and all this. Mind you, I didn't know this at the time, but like Justin and all of them <laughs> were like hidden in the corner right behind me. And they thought I saw them, but I didn't because I was I, did, I wasn't even like paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then the photographer was literally sitting on the bench like I passed by him and didn't even notice. So I'm like looking at the lady and I'm like, babe, this is so pretty. Like, oh, my God. And so then I start walking back to go to the front of the lady. Mm-hmm. And Ben's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm about to go look at the darn lady. So he like <laughs> grabs me and I'm like, what? And he turns me around and like grabs both of my hands. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I got to tell you something. And I was like, what do you have to say? And I like immediately started crying. It was like, I mean, like as soon as he said that, I was like, oh God, this is happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> so then I started like, Really honing in on what he was saying because everybody told me, like, you won't remember what they say. So I was like listening, like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, yeah. And so he was like, he was like, we've been, I, I don't remember the exact sequence. I know he said something to the effect of, uh, we've been doing this for about 10 years or for 10 years. Um, you make me a better man. Um, I wouldn't be able to get through Mercer, grad school, or med school without you. And every day with you is better than the last day. Mm. And I just love you so much. And something else. And so, like, so then he gets down on one knee, and I don't hear anything he says after that. (laughs) I don't know. So then he opened the Derm box. And so the box has a light in it. And so when you open the box, the light is shining on the diamond. So basically, it's, I mean, it's basically like, you can't even see the ring because it's so blinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he opens the box and I just like break down again. I'm like, oh my God. She was crying the whole entire No, <laughs> like the whole, I'm going to show you the pictures. Like literally all of the pictures of me like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so, I'm like, why am I ugly crying on every picture? <laughs> so he pulls the ring out and I'm like, oh my God. And I like freak out. And then like I start hugging. So he's down on his knee. I try to get down there with him. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I was like, Wait. And he's like, Cara, stop. Like, let me put the ring on. So I was like, okay. And so he puts the ring on. I'm like looking down, crying. And then like everybody like runs out. Mm -hmm. So who's everybody? So it was Justin, Kobe, my cousin JR, my sister, my three best friends, Rachel, Jennifer, and Claudine. Mm -hmm. That was it, I think. 
Yeah. And so, but I don't see who's coming because I'm like still like, oh my God. So Mm -hmm. I'm like this. And so then everybody rushes me and then I start crying harder. Oh. I was bawling. (laughs) And then like, yeah. So then like once I kind of like gathered myself and then like kind of like can't like step back and then I was like oh my god Sean B who's the photographer and I was like oh my god is that Justin is that Kobe and then I was just like freaking out and so I and then like at that point the only time I had looked at the ring was kind of when he had opened the box so I hadn't really really seen it Mm -hmm. so everybody just kept saying Cara look at your ring like look at your ring because you're not looking at it and so like I looked down and there's literally a picture of me like this (laughs) like looking down at the ring and so, um, yeah. And then my sister um, got me like this huge bouquet of flowers, oh, like freaking massive, probably like four dozen roses. Mm-hmm. And my mom had, from my mom, and then my mom had had given me three bar- bridal books already, like <laughs> immediately. Um, and she gave me a little note. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. And then we started taking pictures. Right. And in most of them, I'm just a bawling fool. <laughs> so I know you've been in pure bliss. Oh, my God. It's, for the last, has it been two weeks yet? It's been a week a and week. like a few days. Like right. it happened on, oh, my God, it's only been a week. <laughs> it feels like it's been forever. <clears throat> but yeah, it happened a week ago. Very Saturday. Nice. How do you ago. feel? I'm just so happy. I, I can't even describe the feeling because it's like, I just be looking at him like, <sighs> I love you. All day. <laughs> he just be like, what's wrong? Like, sometimes, like, he'll just be, we'll be on the couch, and I'll just be like. Wait, hey. is he still here? Yeah, he's still here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are you relieved? Because I know you said you got off of social network. Yes. Before, <laughs> yes. what was that? Right after Thanksgiving, right? Yes. Look at what that fast brought you. I know. I really, <laughs> I am relieved, and I, I like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I'm relieved. Because I needed that moment to kind of like reevaluate. Because I, I think I have made a post right before New Year's where it was like, it, I think the biggest lesson for me in 2017 was like literally being still. Mm-hmm. Because every time I would start like worrying about stuff, like it, nothing would happen. But as soon as I just like sat down and like really like was like, okay, I'm okay with where I'm at. I'm okay with where I'm at in my job. I'm okay with where I'm at in my relationship. And getting off social media allowed me to do that. Mm -hmm. But until then, like before that, I was just comparing myself to everybody else. Like, oh, they've only been together for a year and they're engaged and she's ugly and they're engaged and just being petty. Just petty. Um, I I don't know if anybody's ugly and engaged, but I'm just saying like, I just would really be like, well, why they, you know, how they did it and blah, blah, blah. And it just, you know, it was making me rush Ben to a point where I probably would have lost him if I would have continued so I was like, you know, let me just chill. And mm-hmm. so, and apparently he was supposed to propose um, in March, mm-hmm. but in New York. But he was like, I fully would have known because he's like, mm-hmm. basically, because I I thought he was going to propose in 2018. Like, we, that's what we had talked about. Like, I that's what we had said. So anytime we would have went anywhere in 2018, yeah, I would have been like, where's the ring it. at? Yeah. And he was like, you was going to be mad. And I ain't feel like dealing with that. So, and then he said he asked all of my friends, like, because they were, he asked them about December or March, and they were like, you need to do it now. <laughs> and so he had to, like, rush the ring and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, yeah. your ring is beautiful, and Thank you're definitely you. glowing. 
Thank yes. you. I'm so happy, y'all. So now you're in planning stages. Yes. And it's and my mom was like, give it till January 1, and then you can start planning. So I've, I've started just kind of looking <laughs> at venues at this point. I think I have a photographer I that I want to use. The same photographer that did LaToya Luckett's wedding. Um, he, so actually one of my friends from law school, Ashley, shout out to Ashley. She reached out to me, Ashley Dorsey. She reached out to me on Insta and was like, Hey, like my homeboy does, or my really good friend does, um, photography. He just did Latoya Lucky. You should reach out to him. He's in Dallas and he's a black guy and he does, he specializes in black weddings. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have a conversation with him tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we're in like full tonight. We're having a budget and guest list conversation. Damn. Um, Did y'all so pick a date? It's getting real. Yeah. So I don't want to say the date yet because okay. well, I haven't booked But do y'all have a date? Yeah, it'll be okay. January 2019. I just don't have a um, a concrete date. Good. But as soon as I have the date, I will let y'all know. Well, yeah. I'm sure all of our listeners are happy for you. Thank Michelle you. Michelle and I, we are definitely happy for definitely you and Ben. You. I mean, Ben is damn near a part of the show, even though he doesn't like I mean, he's <laughs> not even on this bitch. He's not even on but, here. Um, I talk about you know, every episode, Jesus. Positive vibes and hopefully all this planning, I'm sure it will all pay off in January of 2019. So congratulations yes. to y'all. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. From Ben and I, I'm sure he would say. Well, he'll tell y'all himself. But. Right. I know Ben is like, whew, all this shit is over with. Nah. Yeah. And now no, he got it. It's just beginning. No, he don't have to do nothing. <laughs> His answer has been since December 23rd. I'm just following orders. I'm like, oh, that's oh what but you he's want gonna anyways. have to hear it all that's the time, so it's not over. Uh, that's what that's it's what, just the starting. bride always wants that. Because if the man comes in and just be like, you know what, I want our colors to be orange, then the bride will be like, um, chill no. on it. <laughs> I'm thinking purple. I'm thinking <laughs> totally different. <laughs> right. Totally different. Yes. So congrats. Hopefully, you know, I mean, we'll we'll I'm sure we'll see the progress. And I'm sure you will drop in every now and again and tell us what's going on. I will. It's I'm gonna be a stressed fool though. No, I'm you won't. You I'm you're trying already, to not. You're already be. creating that anxiety. Don't do I that. Well, Your wedding is, is gonna be beautiful. It's a time of love, mm. at, you know, at the core. So yeah. At the end of the day, just think about that. Yeah. And then get to everything else. But think about that first. And I am. Before going into stressing yourself out. Because one of my don't worry goals, about everybody else on Instagram, Cara. Don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about none of that. Well, my mom had told this me. And who had that? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not even, no. I'm not even doing that. But um, my mama told me the last three months before the wedding to get off social media so I can do a big reveal. You can't stay <laughs> I can off do a big media. reveal. Three months, that baby couldn't stay off for the month right. she was right. off. It wasn't even a month, She was peeping in, in looking, <laughs> peep out, drop a picture here. Right. <laughs> but three you know months. What, though, I like the Instagram was the only one I struggled with. Like Facebook, I did not even because Facebook, Facebook is dead. Is, yeah, it actually ain't that dead. I mean, it's dead. Baby. Facebook, you get way more support than yes, anything else, exactly. but it's still Facebook, dead. Facebook, you definitely get way more support. Yeah, I got a thousand see, likes on our um on our engagement photos. Yeah, like I don't, Ooh. but I still don't want to see like I don't know for Facebook for me, it's like I just listen. It's older people on there. They don't really the be knowing how to on respond and stuff. Yeah, it's a picture do. of you going out and they say, I'm so glad you're still in school. What? Yeah. 
Listen, I have How one aunt. What are you talking about? I'm so Listen, glad. I have one aunt. All she does is like under my pictures, she writes emojis. <laughs> but it's so cool because she, she do the three emojis. You know how the three emojis give you the real big emojis. Like, right, right, right. One or two look odd, but three looks legit. Right. But she she does the three emojis. But that's the only reason why I'm on Facebook is for them because like my aunts are on it. All of my mom's friends. My mom is not on Facebook because she was like, you know, I don't want nobody to know where I'm at. Oh um, but, my God. But everyone else is on there. And then she'll get upset whenever they be like, oh, yeah, I saw Justin was in XYZ. So oh, she'll Facebook, get upset right. that they know my business. And she doesn't. And she doesn't. Well, so. get on Facebook. Well, she's on my Instagram. So now oh, okay. I have to. Well, so she, yeah, she can yeah. see it through there. But yeah, that Facebook baby. is a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been, it's a year since I've been on Facebook. Like How I have not posted anything. That? I don't feel no type of way. <laughs> right. I really feel like next Instagram Listen. is like because you know I'm off right now. Right. So I, I think so Instagram you're, you're is trying be to like el- so eliminate all much. of them. I don't think I'm necessarily trying to eliminate them, but as much as I do get off, it like doesn't phase me. Gotcha. So I think yeah. eventually I just probably will let it go. But Twitter, I cannot. <laughs> get rid of Twitter anytime soon. I'm not on Twitter right now because of, you know, my beginning of the year thing I do. But Twitter is freaking hilarious. So I don't think I could person. let go of that funny. It's so stupid. Yeah. But the the true test, Cara. What? From what I hear. What? It's going to be you and these friends. <laughs> uh, well. During... <laughs> this process. This process. Because I'm not being an usher. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm not going to be in the wedding, but I made that point to say that I hate when my friends ask people me, ask Can you, you be an usher? Like, what wait. is an usher for a wedding, though? That's my question. Absolutely nothing. A waste no, of time. No, something. Yeah, like your grand, like if grandparents are living, you walk you get the grandparents your, you get, down. No, you I get only the, have one. You get the other big cousin that's in your family to walk down <laughs> his grandmother. I'm not walking down no your one's other big cousin. Yeah, you the male, the big male cousin or the younger male cousin. But the thing grown. about friends is like they feel like they have a place in your wedding. And so your friends are gonna have to really But the thing about friends though is if you feel like you have a place in the wedding, know your place. Mm. And they have to be super supportive. Yeah. Like all in all. I've had cousins get married, friends get married, and Somewhere along the line, they lose a friend. I know. Every time. I almost did. Y'all remember my story? I almost lost a friend. Yeah. So it's like, I'm praying for you and your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, I hope that your friends listen to this episode because that's what we talking about. <laughs> so they can hear all of the things that they need as supportive friends during your wedding journey. <laughs> So, friends, get it together. <laughs> Listen, my cousin went like two weeks, I want to say a month before her wedding. She kicked all her friends out. Oh, no. <laughs> and you know who's oh. in there? The little girl she babysitted. Oh, my God. How many of them? Like three? It was like three or four <laughs> that she used to babysit back in the day, but they were all grown now. They were like in their young 20s, but it wasn't her friends. She kicked all them, all of them out. Oh my god! And shook. I, it was because well, I ain't gonna tell you. It was so petty. It was I so because they were not being supportive. Like it was yeah. down to them not being supportive. And so she was like, "Well, if you have a problem with this, listen. All of y'all can go. 
and she replaced all of them with the little girls the little that girl, she basically. Oh my god! And it looked good, but I'm just saying, like it was weird. It, it happens though. It happens. It happens. I have. I'm telling y'all, several friends. Even one of my cousins, he married one of my sorority sisters, and I met her way before they met. So me and her were like cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she started dating my cousin, and I'm like, that's so odd. You know, my cousin is dating right. somebody that I met years ago. And so, anyways, she called me out of the blue one day and was like, you know. Now, she had already started planning her wedding. And so she was like, I just wanted to know if you would be in my wedding because my friends are tripping. <laughs> so I was like a replacement bridesmaid. But I mean, you know, it was my cousin, so I was yeah, happy to yeah. do it. But anyways, no, she was like, my friends are tripping and I just don't want them in. So I'm replacing yeah. a lot of people. So it happens. Yeah. I am. Oh, that would be terrible. I don't want to lose any friends over there. I don't think. You, I don't think you're going to lose I friends. I just want your friends to listen tonight. To this episode <laughs> specifically, so they know what they need, you need from them. And also, one of this is kind of on the same topic, but one of my goals for 2018 is to not be a bridezilla. So I feel like if I'm not a bridezilla, then it'll be easier for my friends to be supportive. But if I'm like, bitch, you better buy this dress that's $400, then there might be an issue. Because I don't want to ask people to do stuff that they just physically or monetarily can't do but yeah. you also you also can't go to the extreme where you're not getting what you want as no, a bride you know but you know that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> you know Cardi, okay that is not but i i, I agree Sorry. another thing i can't do is just i mean we can i'm going off on a tangent but i just can't put people in my wedding out of obligation no because that's one thing i'm 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 starting to um feel feel yeah don't do that no. Put the people in your wedding that you genuinely want standing next to your side while you marry the man of your dreams. He is the man of my dreams. And invite the people that you want there. <laughs> yeah. Because like Justin said earlier, it can get expensive trying to invite just a whole bunch of people. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Anyways, right. we're going to talk about friends. Yeah, let's talk about friends and them. <laughs> Let. That's not the song. <laughs> what about your friends? Are they gonna stand around? Are they gonna let you down? Yeah. Listen. You know what? TLC could not really sing, but they had some hits. Okay, them so. babies could not <laughs> sing. Chili, could not sing. and I, but growing up, I thought Chili could have sang. Really, she was just really pretty, and they probably had <laughs> right. you mesmerized. And T Boss yeah, sound like an old man. What about your friends? <laughs> That's how she's like now. a grumpy old woman. Yeah. Every now and then, I get a little crazy. Yeah, like that voice. Like what? Girl, you yeah, do not need tea. You do not need tea because your voice, your vocal cords <laughs> are not being strained Pals at all. <laughs> she said, "Pause, <"Pals> man." <laughs> I love TLC. I do too. They just. I really, say. really, I really, really did. But so I um read a few things and. From what I saw, the biggest thing and what I read, the biggest thing was that um, studies show that people that have genuinely good friendships and people that they can count on and are supportive of them in their life live more fulfilling and longer lives Hmm. than those that do not keep friends around. Hmm. So friendship is a vital part of life. Um, I think on different levels, friends um, really can be an escape from mm-hmm. some of your own personal life struggles. 
So we want to go into that and talk about um, the different types of friends and what our navigation through friendships has looked like. So I have four different type of friends. The first one is the loyal best friend. They're non-judgmental. They're through thick and thin, and they know all of your deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is the brutally honest confidant, the friend that will always listen but will not give you the answer you want to hear. I love that friend. <laughs> the next is the wise mentor, someone that you can learn from and that pours positivity into you and helps you grow throughout life's challenges. And then there's the hangout buddy. And just uh, simply put, this definition is so simple. Um, the friends that are fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, who they are. So I think that's pretty safe. I don't think I'm. I don't think you're leaving any anyone out. Any no. type of friend out outside of the actual blood related family member that becomes a friend. That are friends. That are also. friends. You know. Yeah. Which cousins are usually people's first friends? First friends, right? Because you're always together. Mm-hmm. My cousin. Growing is- up with cousins is like pure arguing all the time. And then 10 minutes later, just being like, you want to go play outside? Or you want to go get a snowball? <laughs> it is. It's it really like, is. Yeah. And then when you get a whooping, like, everybody's like, man, it was your fault. No, it was your fault. You did it. But then, <laughs> right. you know, 30 minutes later, you want to know you want to play Nintendo? Let's go, right. Let's go ride bikes to the park. So, <clears throat> but the other part of the, the four different categories of friends is that different friends probably fit in more than one of those roles. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Um, you can have a best a best friend that is the ultimate hangout buddy and so right. on. Oh my gosh, that would be so perfect. Yeah. So you have that, Kobe. Yes, I do. Oh, I'm gonna t- if you Kobe get him. <laughs> no, he, I do. He hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> See, we should have given some disclaimers. <laughs> no, Kobe is a, a. I mean, Kobe is one of my best friends. Um, that, but it's always, it's not, I don't think he have fun and hang out. He don't really be hanging out. Because Kobe is like a mute, you know, Kobe can be be like, he, he become reclusive around crowds. He don't play games and he don't play games either. Like literally, he does not play games. Not even like, not like figuratively, but like literally he does not play games. He will not play card games. No Board games. games. (laughs) No games. Psychological games, <laughs> none he, of that. Kobe is my loyal best friend. He so will, that's what I yeah, want you sorry, to do yeah. is go through each one of those different friend types and tell us what they mean to you, like specifically. Jeez. So huh. what is a loyal best friend to you? I think a loyal best friend to me um, is a friend that may not support all the time. But you know that can't nobody fuck with you because that friend, it doesn't matter if you are wrong or right, that friend is loyal to you. Um, and it's for like sure. they don't have, they, they're riding for you. They're going to ask questions later. Like, let me get you out of danger right now. And yeah. then I may get. Um, then I can get on. And then you I'm later. gonna cut you out. And then I'm gonna cut you out. Later I need to know what was going on. But yeah. right now, I need to protect my friend. And yeah. that's just how it is. And that, I think that's physical, verbal, emotional. You know, obviously we're older now, so less of physical. Right. Yeah. But I think that loyal friend is someone who's gonna be like, look, 
don't do this to that one. And then when that one and I go home, then I can be like, well, friend, why you did all that? Right. Yeah. And then you really, really laughing about it because it's like, nigga, you stupid. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think yeah. that lawyer friend is just someone that's um, like not going to judge you, probably going to ask questions later. Um, I think that loyal friend is probably the friend that is that has that has that has that has known you the most. Am I making that sense? Mm-hmm. That's the friend that has known you the most, and really, I would say, really, really know who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And although people change, and you know, we grow, but at, they know your core. So. Mm, them standing mm. for you, they know what depth that is. Like they know how far you can go in terms of like the wrong. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right. like Misha, I know you. I mean, I would. I know you're not a murderer, right? Right. right. So I know I can ride <laughs> for you as far as that goes, right? right. Like Michelle, she may strangle somebody, <laughs> but she's not gonna kill them. Right. You feel me? <laughs> right. So that gives you an example, right? <laughs> That loyal friend knows how far you can go, which means that's why they can just... They, they know can ask your questions. limits. They know your limits. Yeah. And they're going to ask questions later because they know you won't have them in their water like that. So that's my definition. If For that sure. makes any sense. But it I, does. I, yeah. Like when you said that they know your core, that spoke mm-hmm. to me. Like they really, really do. Cara, what would you say your loyal best friend is? In addition to what Justin said, I think another part for me is somebody that has literally seen you at your absolute worst. And you probably have been your worst either to them or to people around them. And they still are your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just say that for my college best friends. Like, I was terrible in college. I just wasn't a good person. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew who I was. And they were still my friend because they knew at the core I wasn't. I say I wasn't a good person, but I was just making dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. And at my core, they knew that I was a good person. So they were like, we still your friend. Right. Now, they would cuss me out when we got home, but... But they they saw me at my absolute worst, physically, emotionally, all of that. Just you know, boyfriend yeah. hopping and all of that, and they would just support me. Who's this new nigga? We friends with him too. <laughs> you know, I'm still Team Ben, but who's this new nigga? But I'm still you know. So right. they just wrote for me. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, I mean, y'all have touched it. Y'all have hit it. Um, I think the only thing I would add is just that I've seen my friends. Um, when I say my friends, my loyal best friends, um, I've watched them grow. They've watched me grow. And there have been times where even when we weren't talking, we were still best at the at heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like my childhood best friend, <clears throat> I got really mad at her because she was hanging out with some people that didn't have her best interest at heart. So I was just like, I can't talk to you while you're talking to them because... Mm-hmm. This is what's going on, whatever. She got pregnant and she immediately called me. Like it wasn't a question for her whether or not she could Mm -hmm. call me or not. Mm -hmm. We were in college Mm -hmm. when she got pregnant and it was just like from that moment. And Mm -hmm. we weren't even talking. We hadn't talked in like seven months. And I was like, bitch, how you do that? She was like, man, this is what happened. And it was just like we just picked up, you know. And um, for all of my, the three people that I call my best friends, there have been different instances and that has been always like we can pick mm-hmm. up the phone if any of us are in trouble and it's no question whether or not they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Question. Is this this is just this just uh, came to thought. Is it safe to say that that lawyer best friend is the friend that you're most likely you most likely don't get along with all the time? Oh, yeah. I would say that. Yeah. 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 I would say that. And that's why 
I think loyal best friends are almost like brothers and sisters, whether, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because me and David, we can go back and forth like freaking <laughs> cats and dogs. And it'd be like, all right, so what we drinking, Hennessy or Crown? Like, it's nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I would agree. Listen, most of my loyal, my loyal best friend, we argue. We don't get along. Kobe? Kobe. Oh. Uh, you and Kobe do be fighting. Listen, me and Kobe will go out just ourselves. And by before we even get to the club, we like, we just like why did and I'll be like, why did I even come why did I even come out with you? Like, why did I even come out with you? I remember one time, bro, like he was like, bro, meet me up, meet me at happy hour at Razoo's. And I literally walked in with my headphones, sat down, and we didn't talk for like 20 minutes straight. Because the sight of him, like, pissed me off. I don't know why. But I think, like, but at, when it's all said and done, like, I mean, when you talk about, like, there for a nigga, yeah. like, the nigga hide the weapon from me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, which is it's good and bad. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a dangerous relationship, you know? I talked about um, Erica, or I talked about, I'm sorry, I talked about, on another episode, how I cried for the first time mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And some of those times crying was like me <laughs> FaceTiming Erica <laughs> and just crying. Like she would just answer the phone and just watch me cry. Like, uh, and yeah, she didn't have to say anything. It was like, all right, bro, thanks. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and that would be the end of the FaceTime. And then we talk later and she'd be like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, you want to talk about it? Nah, okay. Nah, I'm good, right? Yeah, it was yeah. just like I, I needed her and she was there. Like she didn't have to ask no questions. So Jesus. loyal best friend. Um, the next one is the bloody, brutally honest confidant. Do I have another definition? I think that's kind of like. Yeah, I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, yeah, that person that I think BT is that for me. She don't never be sugarcoating. Like, you know, me and Ben were going through something one time and she was just like, listen, you're going to have to make a decision. And this is what I don't think you need to stay, but you're going to do what you want to do, but I don't think you should. I mean, and she, you know, went through her decision making process and, you know, I mean, I took for what, you know, whatever she said and I did the opposite, but that don't <laughs> right, mean that I didn't, right, right. That, that doesn't mean that I didn't appreciate her opinion. Correct. Um, but yeah, BT is that definitely for me. I think my best friend Tyra is that too. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like the thug version of me. Really? Yeah. So she <laughs> she's honest with me. She's the loyal one too. Mm-hmm. So she's loyal, but she also be like, bitch, <laughs> you need to chill. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I didn't, oh, sorry. You can go. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, I didn't really think we were naming names, but since, you know, I have to make sure because my friends listen to the episode. Oh, I'm not going to name names on all okay, of them, but I did. Right, my cool. best friends, they deserve for me yeah, to Yeah, no, names. and they, my best friends do. Like, I mean, they've been down with me since. <laughs> so alongside with Kobe, my loyal best friend is Lanisha Joe, which mm-hmm. that's mixed, uh, the owner of Mixed ATL. That's my turn up queen whenever we party, like loyalty, like all the way, like. Kobe probably would do bad stuff. She wouldn't. She would just be like, she would be just be there for me. But in terms of brutal, bu- brutally honest friend, it'll probably be Byron, but not in a sense of like, like he'll tell me the truth. But I think he became like my like brutal honest friend whenever I was like settling with life, mm-hmm. and he was like, he will he will not let me settle for less than 
a lifestyle that he know that I want and deserve. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if I be on some complacent type bullshit at this particular job, he's like, he's that friend that's like, what's next? What where's 2019 money coming in? Right. And yeah. honestly, that's yeah. why that's where I get that from him because he is so like he like, I don't know, he's just amazing. But he never lets me just settle. Like 2018, he's already texting me, like, what's going on? You know, how much we bag in this 2018. That's mm-hmm. just my friend from that aspect. Right. Um, that just is brutally honest with me. Like, okay, you having fun. 2017 was cool, but what's next? Right. Because mm-hmm. he knows the type of life that I want to live. Because we share, I mean, that was that friend that we pretty much were at rock bottom together, like in college. Mm. You know, right now he's a CRNA. You know, living the life, making mm-hmm. amazing money. With that big sh- old darn Christmas tree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and all his coins in the bank. But no, he's just that friend who's like, you know, you know, we struggle together. So now I'm a We're gonna get uh, it together. We gonna get it together. And he's not and gonna he let never, you he's he's never left me behind. Right. You know, and I'm making little money compared to him. So Well, I mean, I think like y'all have said, it's just that person that's gonna pull you out of a situation. Like pull you out of yourself. Yeah. Like they're gonna show pull you what you you're out doing. Of yourself. Yeah. But they're also gonna do it to me in my experience in love. Like right. I've yeah. I've had yes. friends that have really shared some stuff with me and made me think about you know things I've done, but they didn't try to hurt me in the mm, process yeah. or say anything hurtful while they you know were good honest. Point. Good point. Um, and that, that is, is really someone that you listen to, yep. right? Because when somebody says something that hurts you or purposely to hurt you, you're not going to listen. Um, at that point, you don't hear what they're saying. Right. But I have a friend, um, Yolanda, she's like, she's from New York. And then, you know, like she's gone through a lot in her life. So like um, petty stuff, she doesn't really deal with. And so she'll like straight up tell me like, Michelle, you're being really, really petty. And I want you to know you're being petty because X, Y, and Z. And she was like, but I know you. That's not who you are. So I want you to look at the situation like this. And, like, she's just honest about it. And it never hurts. It makes me think and it makes me feel like, okay, Michelle, like, get it together. Yeah. And then I can move forward. Like you right. said, sometimes I might let listen. Yeah. I might yeah. be like, mm, nah, I'm going to do it anyways. Right. But, you know, at least she was open and honest about it. I but, think you um, made a valid point whenever you said that they their approach you never question if it's like negative intent. Mm-hmm. You know that it's from love and you can hear it because it right. doesn't, it's piercing through you, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Because it's the truth and they know who you are. Exactly. So I, I'm i glad you made that point. Yeah. Um, a wise mentor. <sighs> My best friend, Tanya St. Julian. Mm. She was, I mean, she knows the Lord. I mean, she helped me. and I And I say this because... And I mean, when we think of wise mentors, we think of someone older than us, but Mm -hmm. we're the same age, right? But she is like my godly counsel. Like she's a mixture of loyalty, um, brutally honest, and have fun. Mm -hmm. It's like the best of all four. But I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world because my best friend, you know, I mean, just in terms of like who my, like where my belief, beliefs lies and as being a Christian and having a friend since like sixth grade, knowing who I am, it's like we both needed each other at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my like my wise mentor when I'm when my spirit is low, mm. I can call her up and she's like, you know, she and she run it down to me and in, in, in a way that 
I can understand it and we communicate. It's just like that's that's what that is. Um, and I think she's a mixture of all four, which is a blessing. Right. So she's not that friend that I can't I can only talk to about like church. You know, I can talk to her about everything, anything. But I think in terms of like she's just wise. Like, I mean, like she feels energy whenever she's in the room. Like that stuff is real. You know what I'm it saying? It is real. Yeah, so, it is real. Um, but not only that, like, you know, just as I mean, I was raised Catholic, she was raised apostolic, mm -hmm. which is too far extremes, right? In terms of I would I would assume too far extremes in terms of like, you know, religion, pra religious practices, mm -hmm. understanding the Bible. So there was a some certain point where I was more religious, but never really knew the Bible. So mm. to have a friend at sixth grade and like we having Bible study together, and she's just like, you know, we talking about you know the Old Testament and tying the two. And I, I'm 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 bringing this to I'm bringing this up because that's why she's my wise counsel. Wise counsel yeah. because when I think of wisdom, I relate that to my religious Christ. beliefs in mm -hmm. Christ. Correct. So, I mean, just to have that bond at a very young age. And then her where being well, me being where I was at six, in sixth grade, and her being where she was at sixth grade, it's like we need each other. And like God put us, God put us in each other's lives for a specific reason, and and that reason alone was, you know, was far more than what I can explain on this podcast right now. But right. she's definitely that. You That's know, awesome to have yeah. that. You want to go next so you won't be last? Oh, okay. I won't have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wise counsel to me, um, as far as friendships, um, I've mentioned this person before, and that's Jasmine. Um, and it's not like she necessarily has to say anything to me. She just leads a life and has this type of personality that I long to also have, mm -hmm. you know, like I, 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 um, she's just a great example of a friend, a sister, a daughter, a girlfriend, um, a, an employee. Like she's just a great example in all types of ways. And she is a, a few years older than me, but anytime I've talked to her, um, about my life or her life, I always learn something. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily have to go to her to learn. Like, I'm, I may not call just because, oh, I need you to answer this question for me. We may just be in con conversation and something she says sparks something into me that makes me want to grow in that area of my life. And that always happens when we have those conversations. And so that's really what someone, that wise mentor and wise counsel would be for me is like, a friend that I can always learn from and it doesn't have to be that I'm just calling you to learn. Right. Like I can mm -hmm. learn from you by your example of your, of life. your life. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Good. I like that. That is good. Um, I would say mine is, is similar to you guys is too, but I think for me, another thing I'd like to add is that like a wise mentor doesn't necessarily always have to be, not that you said this, but has to be spiritual. Like I think um, Marcy's the person for me, and I think she comes. She brings that spiritual mentor part too, but she also <clears throat> has done a lot. Like she was also in a long distance relationship before she got engaged. She was also in graduate school. She got her PhD. Like she's also moved a whole bunch of places. So she's done a lot of the things that I've done and did them before me. So literally, like she's and and I don't have to ask her for advice she usually just kind of like knows when I need it. So like, it'll be crazy because she'll call me 
randomly and I'll be like, I really needed you to call me today because I really needed to talk about blah, blah, blah. And it's almost as if we're like, our souls are aligned or something. Like she mm. literally be knowing. And when we met, it was like that. Like we instantaneously were like intertwined. And so um, she's the person that first person that being called to tell that he was going to propose. Um, the person that like, you know, has always been our counsel as a couple mm-hmm. whenever we've had any sort of issue um, has always. And I mean, y'all met her. She is the freaking turn up queen. Mm-hmm. We're like turn up queens together. But she also brings that element, like just re- like literally wanting to teach me things um, and being there to teach me things in the moment that I need them, even if I never tell her that I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Marcy's. Yeah. I think that that friend is needed. I think, you know, if you don't have that friend, I think it would be great for one to seek a friend like that. Mm -hmm. And know that having a friend like that, there has to be some reciprocation. Like it's not one-sided because then it'll just be a mentor. But to have a friend that can um, mentor to you it's awesome. Like mm-hmm. it has right. to be reciprocated. Some and then kind you of also way. pour something exactly. into them. You as have well. to pour something in, into them as well. Like, and I would, I would honestly say that. I mean, even the friends that we've listed so far, like none of it is one sided. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been very blessed to have like loyal friends, solid friends. But trust me, it was some times where you know I poured into them. It was, I would say, years where I just poured into them. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. And finally started to receive something back. So. Um, just consider that. For sure. Um, and the last one, Hangout Buddy, I mean, I don't know if y'all have anything else to add, but I just think that you're the Hangout Buddy. Like, it's some, and I think it's important for people to understand there are some people that are just fun to be around. Everybody does not have to hold a significant friend title in your mm. life. Like, some people yeah. are just really fun to be around. And they're they're good friends because... They're going to be around for good times in your life, but they don't have to be involved in every intricate mm-hmm. portion of your life mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So, You see, I actually battle with that friend because for the longest, um, I think I've speak, I've spoke about this, um, you know, several times on, the, on our shows. Like I've had friends since I was in middle school, high school and early college years. So the idea of like a friend it um it means a lot to me, but at the same time, like I, I felt that, you know, in order for me to have a good time with you, I really, really had to know you and we really, really mm-hmm. had to be friends, right? And I mean, hell, I'm 33 right now and I'm realizing how, you know, no, we don't need to like go that deep. <laughs> we can just be good friends. We can be friends to have a really great time and that's it, right? right. Yeah. Um, and I think most of that was centered around like, you know, I don't want to say, I don't like, I, I feel like I bring up my insecurities a lot, but I feel like it becomes an insecurity when I'm around people I don't know. Um, and I'm like, I'm not comfortable. I'm not by myself. Like, I mean, I don't like, I feel like I'm not at a place of comfort because mm-hmm. I've literally moved all In my life. teenage years, like all my college years, like all of my twenties, which were like years where, you know, people like go through ups and downs. But I would say from a friendship standpoint, like I I had solid I had solid friends throughout those times. So for me to be dealing with this at 30 is just kind of weird for me. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I did go through people where I thought that they would be in that friend zone, mm-hmm. but then had to learn the hard way that, you know, no. And it's they're it's not, it's embarrassing to say that I learned this at 30, but I mean, that's just, that's my truth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, really knowing how to uh, differentiate and separate that and keep it the in keeping it separate um can save one person from a whole lot of stress drama. and drama yeah yep. very so. very true um what is your definition of friendship outside of naming the type of friends what does friendship mean to you like what's the definition i i don't differentiate friendship true friendship um, I don't differentiate it from family because I feel like when you really like are somebody, when I call you a friend, that means that if you call me at three o'clock in the morning and I'm dead sleeping, you have a flat tire, I'm going to come and help you. Mm-hmm. That means that if I have money, you have money. Um, that means that I'm going to support you and I'm going to pour into you and I'm going to tell you when you tripping or not. And so I feel like the people that I call friends at this point in my life are all people that I would do that for, mm-hmm. which rolls over into family. Like I would invite you over to my house to eat. I mean, anything. And I feel like that to me is is just somebody that you sincerely would do anything for. Um, and I think the issue with, and this is not what your question is, but I'm just going to add this. <laughs> this tidbit for the 2018 no, the thing that that I think the struggle that people have is is we just we throw around the words friend and love too quickly and too mm-hmm. often. Everybody is not your friend. Right. And that's okay. Like it's okay to have associates. That's okay. It's just when you start blurring those lines and you start like trying to put people into boxes as your friend, you start getting disappointed. Yeah, you start getting disappointed with people. And then, like, I mean, I had people that I was considering friends when I was in law school, and Ben told me the whole time, they ain't your friends. They're not your friends. They're not your friends. And then when, like, rubber hit the road, they were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, you're right. And so you just really have to be careful with who you call a friend. Absolutely. Yeah, Um. I Definitely agree with that. Um, I think right now at where I am in my life, I think my definition of friend would probably be um, someone that holds me accountable. Um, accountable in a way like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I want you to hold me accountable, but be mindful of your place in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That friend that likes to go out and drink can't approach me the same way my loyal friend approaches me or whatever, which I know is complicated. It's hard. But for me, a friend right now for me um, holds me accountable Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I mean, we're friends and I feel like all of 2017, you guys held me accountable for this podcast and I needed it, you know, Mm -hmm. and even out even beyond this podcast, you know what I'm saying? You guys have held me accountable in some type of way, which I appreciate that. I think that's the, I think that's like the salt in friendship that grounds you. If, if I can, if, if Michelle can reach me enough to hold me accountable, then I feel like we're, we have something. Or mm-hmm. if Cara can reach me enough to hold me accountable, we have something. And I think lastly is support. Like, you know, I just need the support. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need, I may not need you to rationalize through my decisions with me. You know, I'm not really asking for money. I don't really need you to come pick me up or do anything like that. I just need that support. So mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. a friend to me would be someone who can hold me accountable and just be there to support. Not mm-hmm. add, not add too much, you know, just do enough and then I'm cool. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. Um I kind of wrote some notes and I added unwavering to that support. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and I like how you use Justin like right now, because I think, you know, if you had to ask me maybe like eight years ago, what do friends mean to me or whatever, I probably wouldn't have the same answer. But oh, absolutely. Not. I've navigated <laughs> oh, through life and I've realized the things that I need and what makes me comfortable, what makes me drive. I know that I need a friend that is unwavering in their support. Mm. And it doesn't mean that, like, you got to listen to the podcast every episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, we at episode 50, that don't mean you have to listen to all 50 of them. But just, you know, a friend that is going to understand what's going on in my life and vice versa, because I want to be the same type of friend I need. Yeah, correct. But that knows what's going on in my life and that um, makes sure that they check up on me, I check up on them, and all of those things, just somebody that is there. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to always hang out. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily always have to talk on the phone, but I know if I needed you, you were there. Right. And um, I think I have a great group of friends that are like that now, but that answer has changed mm-hmm. um, over the years. And then also someone that has like the same types of morals and values as I do, I think it's important to like I get what you were saying earlier, Justin, like not having to know everything about somebody, but I need to know a little bit about you for me to call you my friend mm. because people are raised different. And mm. I just feel like sometimes when you raise different, you think different, you do things a little different and all of that is not for me. Like <laughs> you're fine and all of that, but it's just not for me. Like I need mm-hmm. someone that has the same type of moral compass as mm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so those two things would be the main. And then just, like, the other things that y'all have said, Mm -hmm. um, somebody that, you know, I can bring around, boyfriend, mom, dad, whoever, you're like family to me at this time. Um, Yeah, if I feel like I can't bring my man around you, then we're not friends. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, Like, if I can't literally have you, like, in the room with my boyfriend and I'm not there, we're definitely not friends. Beyonce. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you are absolutely right. You I appreciate hold her accountable. Hold me accountable because, honey, you hold, hold me accountable. accountable. Beyonce. Listen, because Ben paid for that ring. Oh, Correct. Okay. Ben, if she don't got you, we got you. Hey, so Beyonce. I think we kind of just went through this, but has there been a time in your life when you've had to re- reevaluate a friend's place in the categories that we talked about earlier. Oh gosh. I think that was probably most of my late twenties and Mm thirties. Like, listen, God moving people around and, and, and and here's the thing. I I honestly, here's the thing. Like, I don't, I can say that I haven't, I haven't lost, I haven't lost a friend. Mm -hmm. Anyone that I've lost, they were not my friends. They weren't supposed to be. You understand what I'm saying? Which is why I say that when I, when I speak about, like my definition as a friend, I have to speak in like now terms because like, I mean, you know, whoever you believe in, whatever that higher being is. But for me, God re- rearranges people. Like there was some, there was a certain point where like my wisely counsel friend, 
we were not seeing out of eye. And mm-hmm. there was nothing there was nothing to be wise or counsel me about. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I get it. But at, because that was during that time. But now, I mean, it's just like back to normal. Like things just, things change depending on where you are. And because things change for you, you have to understand that you have to be willing to accept change from other people. Because I think change is one of the hardest things that any human can accept, let alone be a friend and go through and deal with family. Like, you know, as I'm getting older, it's like, you know, where friends is like all the way up here, family is become, it's like, it's changing now. Yeah. Yeah. during that change, like that friends list is going to change. Mm-hmm. Who can handle where I am right now the best? Absolutely. So, um, I forgot what your question was, but no, I'm sure I have lost. Okay, okay, no, cool. you answered it. I'm sure <laughs> I have lost. Did you have to reevaluate some friends? Oh, and yeah, your answer course. was like right on. Is that God moves some of them people yeah, around? Baby, <laughs> and you Bay-bay. just have to accept it though. Like, and and you have to know that not to take it personal right because when you realize that your friend is just not for they were not placed on earth just for you and then you can really you know like they have their own life too they're going through their own things i'm going through my own things and then god has his own thing mm-hmm. oh you and i think there's that. a category that Preach we actually it. did not put on the list what's it which is seasonal friends what's it? oh jesus because oh my god <laughs> because some of these folks Y'all about to start preaching it. That we be trying to make permanent. Listen. Are only supposed to be a part of your life for a specific person and a specific purpose for a specific season. Can we break that that down? That season may be two months. It may be five years. It may be two days. I have been like, had a like, oh, I like him. Oh, no, I'm good on you. (laughs) Like, I mean, it has been that quick. How do you know when it's dead? How do you know when it's dead, but yet you're still holding on to her edges and you know her edges is not long at all? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, These to edges. be honest, to be honest, before a while. Because I battle with that. I really for, battle no, with for that. For a while, I didn't. And it really wasn't me seeing. It was the people around me. So, Ben, I mean, mm. I can hate to keep bringing up my fiance. But seriously, he was the person that was like, they not your friends. Your okay. true friends would not do blah, blah, blah. Okay. Your true friends would not say blah, blah, blah. And so at first, I really was oblivious. And I'm like, nope, no, nah, they are my friends. What you talking about? Nope. And then I really started seeing, based on what he was saying and what my mom was saying, like, yeah, you might be right. Like, if I was, I wouldn't do that to them. I wouldn't act that way. I haven't acted that way. And so it was, it was, it's hard for me because I value friendships a lot because I had a very crazy childhood. So anytime I could be with somebody that wasn't a part of that, like, I know I love my family, but like, yeah, anytime I could like confide or like have a moment with somebody that was not a part of my family, it was valuable to me. And when I got to college, that was super valuable to me. Yeah. So I really wanted to open up in college, huh? Like, yeah, I was a fool. I just need somebody to hear me. (laughs) I just need somebody to talk to me. Right. And so, (laughs) but um, I thought we just had (laughs) the the other friend was probably like, I thought we just had a deep conversation. Yeah. And I was like, my girl wants to. I was a fool. Like. I was a fool and undergrad, y'all. That I is a good to, one, though. Seasonal friends. Seriously, friend. uh. you have to. And that's why I say, like, when I was saying what the, the definition of friendship means to me is that, like, literally, I don't differentiate the two. And I and that's why I struggle with the seasonal friends, because when I see you as a friend and I call you a friend, 
you're my family. Mm -hmm. So when you start like doing some stuff and I'm just like, hold on, like this ain't, you know, this ain't really. And, and, and friendship also, I think is about forgiveness too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you and your friends are going to go through some stuff. And if they're not willing to, I mean, outside of you killing their mama, I feel like you can pretty and sleeping with a man. I feel like you can forgive people for stuff. And like if you can't as a you're if you can't forgive me for something when you see me at my worst, then we're not friends. And I feel like that's when the things shift and you I know that you're a seasonal friend and then I have to chill I have on you. I a question. And I know we we almost done with this show. What? Have you ever had a friend where you wanted to be friends with them but they were good on you for whatever reason? Yes. No legitimate reason. Oh, no legitimate reason? Yeah. No legitimate reason. Yeah, I have. It, it almost like, I mean, if you can think in retrospect, it was probably like, well, you know, we just grew apart. Yeah, I do. But it's like, wait. <laughs> what happened? You grew apart from me. I was still trying to be friends with you, you know? And it was never the same. Yeah, I've had that. I don't with think people. I've That's a had seasonal friend. Yeah. It is. And you tried to make it work, and it just, just wasn't. It just wasn't, it? yeah. Wow. Oh, no. That's a seasonal friend. I don't think I've had anybody tell me that we just grew apart. I feel like there's like a boyfriend. No, no. Thing. They don't they literally don't say, say it. That. Oh, but there's no explanation. There's no explanation. Like, it's just like, y'all don't really talk no more. Y'all don't really talk no more. But you. Well, I will say that I did have something that I thought there was no explanation. Okay. But we did eventually talk about it like two years later and there was a real reason. Mm -hmm. I just was in my own world and didn't care to ash, actually ask, ask, ask what's going on with our friendship. Like I was just kind of like, oh, well, they acting funny so I don't know what's wrong with them. No, this is a friendship where you want the friendship but it's almost as if like they are doing their own thing and it's like... Oh, no. Yeah. That happened with me. Yeah, I think that that mm -hmm. has happened to me, and that's a horrible feeling. And then I let, I, and then it's like you try to, you just have to let it go. Yeah, you have to let it go. Shake you internalize off. it. You feel like, man, what am I doing wrong? Am but I a bad friend? Am, am I a bad, bad person? Yeah, what am I doing? And it's just not that yeah. at all. Terrible feeling. Yeah. Oh. Um. Well, <laughs> that that can kind of lead us into the next question because that means that friends are important. So, how important? Is it for you to maintain a solid friendship? Oh, my gosh. It's so important for me. And how do you do that? Um, how do you maintain solid friendships? I think one of my, I think one of my keys to maintaining a solid friendship is through vulnerability and support. I know that, and, and the reason why I say this is because people connect with people that they can either relate to, they feel that they can help, or um, you know, sometimes it, it I, I think that vulnerability aspect helps people to see me whenever I'm not quote unquote putting on. Cause I do I can I can put on in terms of crowds, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that because I'm this way, um, and not in a fake way put on, but like, you know, I can say that if I'm in a room with 10 people, I'm not my, I'm not my authentic self because 
I'm always in my head. So it's 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 me, but it's not like my core self. So let's say if my friends see me in these different elements, because you know, you do have that one friend that's be like, you being fake. You yeah. know, that that one friend who always tell you, like, you're just being fake. You're being fake. You need to be real all the time. I have one friend who does this all the time. <laughs> but I'm like, I I'm I'm learning how to be my authentic self in front of people, right? So one way that I foster several of my relations, my friendships, my solid friendships is to be vulnerable with them. Like, like I have to let them know what's going on in my life, let them know how I feel, let them know where I am. And obviously not every time I talk to them, but there are certain points where those moments do come and I have to open up. I cannot, they cannot just see me on social media Mm. and they cannot just see me through text messages. Like I have to open up in some type of way. Mm. And then the other aspect is support. I think support helps you with old friends and support helps you with new friends because, and what I've learned is that a lot of people don't gain support because I've gained, I would say, some associates that have went from associates to good friends just by me supporting them. Agreed. So um, right now I would say um, support and me just being vulnerable with them um, but like I said, I'm a I'm not your average situation because I've been knowing my friends since I was in middle school. So, but I mean, I am meeting new friends. Like you know, BT is one of my solid good friends. Mm-hmm. Tara um, is one of my solid. Tara and Jazz is one of my solid good friends. And um, how I foster those relationships is through my vulnerability and support, and then obviously mimicking what I want. Like, and that's basically what I want: accountability and support. Right. Um, having fostering deep friendships for me is is extremely valuable, and maintaining them is valuable and difficult. Especially difficult, not because I don't want to, but difficult because I mean, I mean, people are busy, and most of my friends right now are in the season season of their lives where they're either getting married, having children, or both or they're really like transitioning to that sort of like family feel. And it becomes difficult because you have to maintain relationships with your friends, your friends. You have to maintain a relationship with your significant other and you got to raise your kids. And it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think also I live out of town, so I'm not the friend that you can be like, Hey girl, let's just go. Right. I'm the friend that takes time. And so, and I know that about myself. So I am also the friend that reaches out to people because I know that it's difficult. So it it takes a lot of like it takes intention being intentional um to really maintain those friendships and I I do my best to to be intentional with everybody that I call a friend. Um and we may not talk for, you know, a few weeks. I try not to let it go months, but we may not talk for a few weeks. And I will say, hey, like send a hey random, like, what's up? How are you? Mm-hmm. Um, because that is important. Even if it's just a hey girl, I was thinking about you. Actually, one of my line sisters, Jaleesa, just did that. She texted me randomly and was like, hey girl, what's your address? And I sent it to her and she sent me a choker that she saw that she said, this made me think of you. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted you to have it. So like that is important is just being intentional about fostering them. Um, because friendships are like, I mean... I only have two siblings, but my friends are like my my family. Yeah, right. I agree. Also. And my sister is also my best friend, so that's another. That's just a bonus, right? 
fan. I love this episode. Um, me too. It's really nice. Um, Hopefully, we can have our best friends on the show one day. Oh my gosh, this would <laughs> this room would go crazy. First of all, I would have to choose. <laughs> right. You have that? to choose, Car. You got like eight best friends I too. Haven't. Like right. we would have to choose. Have, my my best friends are deep, bro. Um. Okay. So. It's extremely important to me um, to have solid, and I use the word solid because I think sometimes in different, um, and maybe some of my newer friendships, there can be some major holes in those relationships. And so I use the word solid because at the age they were in, like you were saying, Cara, the way people's lives are going, you have to have a solid friendship in order for it to last. Yeah. Um, you have holes in things and people are going through their own things in life and they have their own situations that are happening to them. It's easy for one of, uh, for something to slip mm -hmm. through a hole and then you're just, you're not able to reconnect like you were before. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely important for me because I'm looking at how our lives are moving and um, we just have to be like solid with each other. So, um, and the other thing is that, like, literally for me, I don't call everybody my friend easily. Like, it doesn't, it does not happen easily for me. It takes a while for me to say, well, this person is my friend. Um, and that's simply because as a child, I remember, I'll never forget this day, driving home from school. My mom had picked me up, and I was talking to her about my school day. And I was like, and my friend... I'm just going to make up names. My friend Jason was like this. And my friend Jody was like this. And my friend Brittany said, and my friend Amanda. And my mom was like, wait, all of those people are not your friends. Mm. <laughs> those are your classmates. And she said to me, she said, listen, and I had to be like eight. Mm. But she was like, everybody that you meet and encounter will not be your friend. Mm. And she gave me. Just like an understanding that some people have certain titles and just because they're in your life and you socialize well with them mm -hmm. does not mean they're your, your friend. And I've really like since that day, I've taken that through life. Like it, I do not easily call somebody my friend wow. just because we have a great conversation and we get along or we can, you know, talk about our future and the mm -hmm. things that we want doesn't mean that we're friends. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, friends come with true tests. And mm -hmm. so... Um, it's really important because once I call you my friend, like that means I want you mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah. And like, I want you also to be in other parts of my life. So I want my parents to know who you are. Right. When I'm married, I want my husband to know who you are. Right. I want my kids to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Like that's what a friend is to me. Somebody mm -hmm. that I'm going to take through different, right. unless they're going to be, you know, seasonal. Mm -hmm. But if I give you that title, it means something to me. Right. And yeah. so, um, that's a good point to explain to your kids. Like, Cause I think, you know, not explaining that, and that quote unquote classmate slash friend let them down. It's hard because that's my friend, right? But if you look at it from a level of like, no, this is just my classmate, correct? Then you're gonna have that boundary up a little, yeah. But and parents I I've... also do the flip side of it. They'd be like, okay, well, tell me what's your friend name, so you know, or something like that. <laughs> so they can know, friend. they can know your business, right. yeah, your little friend. But um, and you know, the older we get. I think it's it's easy to learn. It's less about the amount of friends you have 
and more about the yeah. real friends. That oh you have. yeah. So correct, correct. Yeah, it's it's funny because I was talking to my my future mother in law the other day just about like marriage and like confiding in people and like who her go to person was, and she was like. I don't have a go-to person. Mm, my mom don't have a go-to person either. I don't have a go-to person. My mama don't either. She was like, <laughs> she was like, you know, I, I don't even. I mean, this, she was like, this is bad to say, but I don't really have that many people. I say friend. I call my a mama friend. Don't have that maybe, either. maybe one. Listen, and she's in her sixties. Mm-hmm. And my mom now, I'm realizing, my mom is forty-six. That circle is dwindling. That baby only got two friends. Yeah. And, and I mean, outside of me and Courtney. And so. I remember being a kid and like asking my mom, like, mom, where's your friends? <laughs> she didn't have them. I mean, you know, like it, it's like family became her friends. They're everything. And that's just what it was. Like. And yeah. I don't want to. I mean, that sounds bad. I don't want to be like that. Like, no. I want to have friendships where. We grow together, like all of our kids grow together. They know each other. Like yeah, I just I think, want I think that. life. I think it just becomes too much. Like not too much, but it's just like you know your priorities change. Like you know, once you and Ben get married, like that's gonna be one thing. Whenever y'all have babies, like social media is not gonna be even a thing for you. No. It may it may be. I don't know. But to keep up with your life, your husband's life, your kids' life, your social media's life, your friends' life. Her husband, her kids, your other friend, her yeah, husband. It's just yeah, too much. It's a lot. To the point where it's like, hey, I see you on Instagram. Like what I said a few episodes ago. Like I see you on epi- I see you on Insta. I see you on Facebook. Y'all good? You doing your thing. Y'all good. But the I'm other still thing here. I would like to add though, because I'm my mom don't have very many friends either. She mm-hmm. has one person that she calls her best friend, and then she has another friend that they've been friends for a while, but their lives are not intertwined like they used to be. Right. Um, but I will say, Justin, your best friend Noel's mom and her, what is it, five of them? It's five of them. I think that that took work. Yeah. And it's intentionality. Yeah. It's very intentional. And there are friends that I have right now that I pray to God we all put in the work so that when I'm in my 60s, me and my sugar can get together. You know what I'm but saying? Here's like, the thing that I've noticed about sugar, and I could be completely wrong. So my friend Noel that um, um, Misha is referencing, her mom, her and her friends has this group, and I've talked about it on the uh, the show before. They they call themselves Sugar, and they make sure that they meet up at least once a year. They go on a trip. I mean, they do lavish things. But if I can see the friendships in Sugar, I don't think that these are like the lawyer friends are, and I could be wrong. And mm. I, I think these are the friends that the hangout buddies, the hangout buddies okay. that turn into like loyalty and mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to keep an open mind of like your friends changing because as your life change, that top friend, that top position may change yeah. because of your lifestyle. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm, I, I could be wrong. This is just me looking at it. You know, like, me on the outside looking in because I don't know these old I know them. They love me. <laughs> I don't know these you know? old ladies. I do know them. I take the that back. I do girl. know them. But I don't know, like, their, like what they went through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And but I'm, I'm just saying yeah, that but, I hope that in my older age, I can right. still say that I have these friends, even if it's not, like, the significant relationship we have right now, I hope that I can still say 
these are my this this is my sugar. Yeah, and, you know, intentionality we do is it. Ben, yeah, Ben's great aunt Mill, Aunt Millie. She has a group of girlfriends like that, and they've been friends since they were like in their teens. Mm-hmm. And 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 my mother in law was telling me about it. She was just like, you know, I I never had that, and so I'm hoping that I have that, that I maintain that, and it will take intentionality. It's gonna and be patience, so and patience and patience. Like you to, may not speak to your friend for a whole year and a half, but if you're willing to allow her to come back into your life. It can happen yeah. because she may be going through some things right. that she only wants to deal with herself. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing about friendship. You can't force yourself into their life if they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that is real. The only person sure. I can force to talk about stuff is my fiance. Well, listen, I'm not married, so I don't know. <laughs> he forced me, me to talk about something me, the other day. If you ask me, don't force me to do shit. Well, um, this is a good episode. I just want to leave everyone with. Um, a book to read. Um, it's mm. called Vital Friends, The People You Can't Afford to Live Without by Tom Rath. Mm. I was recently given that book um, as a recommendation. I have not read it myself yet, but, you know, if you want to get, I've checked. <laughs> okay. We're going to bring it back. If you want to get on Audible. <laughs> oh, okay. You have the option to get on Audible. And um, use Millennial Love for your trial 30-day subscription. Nice. Please follow follow us on all social networks. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. Millennial Love. At Millennial Love. Well, li- listen, speaking of friends, y'all, I, w- I was going to do this Millennial Moment that one of my friends had texted me, but... Um, I switched phones and I can't find it and my friend is unavailable. So what I'm going to do today is go back in our email and read an email from one of our listeners. I'm going to read this email because I think it was extremely important. I didn't think we were going to get any response um, for this episode, but we did. And it was the episode regarding um, African-American men and their self-care. And this email comes from, is it Kyla, K-Y-L-A, or is it Kayla? Kyla. Kyla, correct. So um, Kyla's my homie from law school. Shout out to Kyla. what's up, Kyla? And yo, JD. Um, So it begins, I hope y'all had a great Christmas. We did. Thanks, Kyla. I'm writing writing and thanking each of you for the podcast. Each episode is so honest, and I learned something new about myself. After listening to the episode about black men and self-care, I began to wonder what my boo does for self-care. He works a full-time job and has his own business. He should treat himself, right? Come on, Dean. (laughs) Right. Then I remember that he offered to get massages together. I'm embarrassed to say that he asked me at least twice, but I always decline because I'm super low maintenance and a massage never appealed to me. The podcast made me wonder if my boo wants a massage as his act of self-care. Maybe he doesn't feel comfortable going by himself, or maybe he thinks I need some self-care. Either way, it won't hurt me to get a massage, pedicure, or whatever else he wants to do. Mm. Last week, I told him that we should get a massage, and he literally booked our spa treatments the next day. (laughs) I fell asleep during the massage and felt so relaxed afterwards. We plan to make this a monthly activity Again, thanks for the these episodes about self-care. Millennials are selfish as fuck, and self-care is another way to be selfish in a good way. Have a great week, and happy new year. Aww, thank you. That was so, such a good email, Kyle. 
listen, it was. this man gets to like really go get a massage. Hallelujah to that. So I forgot to tell y'all that my line sister Valerie, y'all met her when we went to PV. PV, right? She, she was the one with spoke. the baby, and she okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um. She texted me and was like, I listened to y'all's episode about black men and self-care. And she was like, I started thinking about my husband and like what he does. And she's like, he used to get, he used to stop after work and get um, hot stone massages or whatever. And like something else with his feet. Wow. But they just purchased a house. And so he hadn't been able to do that all the time or whatever. And so she was like, y'all helped me on what I'm going to buy him for Christmas. She bought him um, like a really nice foot massager so that he could come home and like relax with the foot massager. Right. And And I can put them hot stones on you. You know what I'm saying? Like. But we did inspire people. Like, yeah, that was good. I mean, that's all I wanted was for women to at least consider their men. Because men ain't gonna bring it up. Yeah, or they will. You just won't listen to them. You won't hear them, and rightfully so. Just like these. I mean, that letter says. Kyla. Yep. You know. Sweet Kyla. Thanks, Kyla, for writing in. Thank you so much for calling. Y'all, please write in. Let us know what's up. Yeah, please do. Just email us at um, info at millennial love. Or if you have any business inquiries, if you want to advertise on the show, we have advertising packages that we're going to launch in 2018. And we also have some other ideas if you want to work with us. So hit us up, info at Millennial Love. That's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L. All right, y'all. Once again, congrats, Car and Ben. Oh! Hashtag Car Ben. Here Bye. comes the ride. Bye. Adios.